Welcome to the PKN Podcast, where we give you the wrap on all things packaging. Welcome to the PKN Packaging News Podcast. My name's Grant McCarran, and as ever, I'm joined by Lindy Hewson, Managing Editor and Publisher of PKN Packaging News and the host of this show. G'day, Lindy. How are you doing today? Hey, Grant. I'm doing really well. And um, one of the reasons is because I'm talking to someone who's starting to feel like a bit of an old friend already. She's an esteemed industry colleague, and I've been seeing rather a lot of, of Zadie Jackson lately. Zadie is the National Business Development Manager for Sustainable Packaging at Ball and & Dog. And last week, I had the good fortune of going around for a plant tour down at Ball & Dog in Brayside, where I learned a great deal about the business. So, Zadie, welcome to the PKN Podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Lindy. It's exciting to be here with you. So that today we're going to extend some of the discussions that we had when we were chomping around the plant. Um, and we're looking at the role that material suppliers have in driving sustainability and the circular economy. So, But before we kick off the discussion, Zadie, I think for people who may not know you as well as I do, it would be really nice to know a little bit about your background. So how did you come to be in this role? What was the, the, the whistle-stop tour of your career highlights getting to this <laughs> point? Sure. Um, Essentially, I started in the industry 25 years ago with uh, Edwards Dunlop Paper in the paper industry, uh, moved myself to Sydney with the business, went into print thereafter, worked with a couple of great uh, printers and was uh, summoned back to the dark side, as some would say, <laughs> of a paper and had an amazing time with uh, BJ Ball and subsequently with a merger into Ball and Doggett, um, with KW Doggett as well. Uh, so seven years into that journey, looking after the business development team for Victoria and also looking after the design line team and building up the pedigree retail outlet for Victoria. But now I'm lucky to be in this amazing role. Okay, so what does your amazing role entail at the moment? Essentially, it is about creating a conversation and an opportunity for me to be the conduit between the printers and converters, as well as the brands, the government associations, and making sure that what we do as suppliers is conducive to meeting sustainable packaging needs that the consumers need, but also helping shape our product services onto a platform that I'm currently creating for consumers. Okay, so let's start at that point where we're talking about um, where suppliers fit into all of this, because there's a range of stakeholders involved in driving the sustainability agenda in Australia, Australasia, um, brand owners, we've got retailers, we've got packaging manufacturers, government, as you said, associations, everyone with pledges and promises, um, really committed to seeming to move the whole process forward. Where do suppliers fit in and what do you see as the supplier's role when it comes to ball and dogged? Look, for in any kind of value chain, when you're looking at circularity and supply, supply the supply chain is one of the keys to circular economy, in my opinion. And from our perspective, as Australia's largest printable materials and consumables supplier, we take that responsibility extremely seriously with our product range, making sure our portfolio meets the rather large, diverse requirements I think that consumers have and customers have. Now, this is all with the focus of meeting 2025 national packaging targets, 
but also meeting the definition of sustainability, which is also fit for purpose. Now, procurement, as we all know, that's where it all starts from. And our team are so specialised in what they do because that's part of that transition to the circular economy, particularly at, well, it doesn't matter what industry you're in, procurement plays a large part. And when we're looking at the world's transition into circular economy as well, you're looking at the they're managing the risks and the challenges um, that are brought on, whether it's, you know, political instability, whether it's, um, you know, the wars we're experiencing, which is actually impacting us right now, you know. So they create this resilience around our supply chain and mitigate, um, the, you know, sh- shortages of um, and delivery times essentially. But for us, it's about making sure that we meet the right uh, stringent criterias to bring in the right products at the right rates for our consumers, making sure that we're managing our relationships with our suppliers, creating innovation um, that is dri- driven by market, which is fantastic. And I think you guys did a great article uh, September 8th, and it was about the future of packaging. And you spoke about um, the 2027 targets and, you know, from I think it's something like two, uh, from, tw- from 2021. 456 plus billion to the growth of uh, in excess of 551 billion dollars. Now, to to make sure that happens, there's trends in technology, there's trends in innovation of materials that are needed, and we have a global reach to be able to do that. Now, you've got you've got quite a range of materials. I mean, a, a large part of that is in fiber based, um, but there are other materials as well. So. Let's look at, can you tell me first of all what your range encompasses and then let's draw out a couple of highlight products um, that are available on the market, that you've brought to market and that are going to really help brand owners to deliver on their sustainability objectives. Absolutely. Now, for those that don't know, Bull and Dogget essentially has quite a few divisions. You've obviously got your offset uh, paper range. You've got your packaging, labels and packaging, um, and the graphics uh, side of things as well, as well as the sign display and digital. Focusing on the labels and packaging, we have a robust range of packaging um, opportunities for customers to specify because that's essentially what we need them to do, take ownership of their materiality. So whether it's the former coat range from the Whakatane Mill out of New Zealand, whether it's the Barry Bleach Board that is so widely specified, whether it's the Metza FB uh, B product out of Finland as well, which is certified with compostability, and also the labels range that we have. We have an exclusive range of dedicated eco-friendly labels products that allows the consumers to make sure that they're meeting certain criteria. We're working with our suppliers such as Wasau uh, over in the US to create wash-away uh, labels as well, which is quite exciting from an innovative perspective. And we've also been the first to bring out a post-consumer recycled 100% PET sheets that are used in large FMCG retailers, um, you know, for the formation of their meat trays in the bakery sections as well. Uh, flexible packaging is also something that we're able to access through our global network, and that is suitable for the Recycle program. Okay, so that's that's quite the range. We have uh, previously, as you know, had Brett Keane from the Fakatani Mill on the, the podcast, and I think what we'll do in the show notes is is linked to that. And the product coming out of there is Formacoat. Am I correct in and having got that right? So, in terms of uh, customer response 
to the let's let's talk about the range coming from Fakatani. Um, because what that has done is really eased up on that whole supply chain issue that we faced, as you mentioned earlier, as a result of what's going on in Europe, um, not just from the war point of view, but also from the mills facing industrial action and so on. So tell me about Formacote and that range and what customer response has been. Oh, pleasure. Formacote is a flagship grade for the Fakatane Mill and their uh, banner comes under four products. So you've got Formacote White, which is a white back and termed as a GC1. You've got the Manila back, which is the Naturo, which is termed as a GC2. And the Spectra, which is a craft back, which is a GC4. And of course, um, the carrier board, which allows uh, drink beverages to be used. So your bottles, which have a six pack, can be submerged into um, wet, so it's got a wet strength property as well, and then um, not basically disintegrate. So those four products really has been received exceptionally well in the market in Australia and in New Zealand because Ball and Dogged as a group is in Australia and New Zealand. And what these products allow us to bring to market is a diverse response to need and I think where the, the, the customers are really enjoying favour is the it, it suits the premium packaging. It suits food and beverage. So it's got the FDA approval. It's uh, uh, ideal for pharmaceutical, con- confectionery and the beauty industry, um, chilled goods, uh, seafood, pizzas. Everyone loves a good pizza, you know. So it really encompasses such a broad um, expression of product. But what I love about what the Fakatane Mill is doing, their continuous improvement um, uh, space and plans around their projects that they're doing in the next couple of years really is around reduction of water um, because they're creating efficiencies in their plant to make sure that um, the water is staying at the same temperature so there's no need for reheating. The new machinery configurations is also um, creating uh, light weighting, which means less weight in transport and distribution per tonne. Reels will be wrapped in paper rather than plastic. So all this encompasses a a greater story than just a supplier providing us with product. And the biggest part is they've actually become APCO members. Okay. Well, that is good news to hear. Now talk to me also a bit about the PET that you mentioned. Uh, Who's demanding that and what's going on there? So the post-consumer is 100% PET sheets have been brought in by one of our specialists who works very closely with our supplier and that came about as a conversation with a customer of ours working with very large FMCG retailers. So imagine the meat trays where you get your steaks and your, you know, your chicken from. Those formed trays um, and also in the bakery where your um, biscuits have been held in, uh, the casing in that. So that was something of a criteria that they needed a response to. So our team went and worked with our global supply chain and went, right, this is what we need. Um, Tests were done for a very, very long time until such time that it passed all the stringent criteria. It is also GRS accredited, which is um, an international voluntary full product standard um, requirement for recycled content. Um, chain of custody as well. Okay, so you're supplying this sheeting to thermoformers, people who are thermoformers. Spot on, yes. So um, in an ideal world, I guess, we would want 
as in a local circular economy to be able to source our RPET here. But until such time as we have sufficient supply of that, you guys will continue to import, as I understand it. Correct. Yes. At the end of the day, we are distributors and we are the largest in the country. So there is also the idea that, you know, staying close to home in, in production is beneficial for our com- for our country as a whole. But if we're at the moment can be answering the, the first protocol for sustainable packaging around fit for purpose and what is needed right now in the country, that's what we're going to continue to do. Now, um, a big part of the moving the, the, the sustainability side of things forward for customers, for your customers and for brand owners, um, is that that education piece. Because for a lot of them, they're still it's still early days, still finding their way with what's the right material, what will be fit for purpose. Now you, Zadie, are currently working on um, a platform to disseminate this kind of information. Do you want to talk to me about that now? I would be... Absolutely wrapped to do that. I'm really excited to be able to create an education and information forum that allows not only brand owners but converters and printers, the creative agencies that are producing strategy and branding and also knife lines for packaging to come to this platform to be able to understand, one, our product range um, more in more detail, two, understand that there will be a information session with interviews with practitioners, specialists, suppliers, including wonderful people like yourself, Linda Euston, um, that I have been interviewing to create a level playing field and to be able to allow people that may have just started on their pathway because it is such a broad and confusing time for a lot of brands and we really are just trying to dispel the fact that it is a scary uh, journey to start where, it doesn't matter where you are, whether you're an experienced brand, FMC brand like the Coles or the Woolworths or the Aldis uh, that have done exceptional work in this space, or you're a innovative entrepreneur and making sure that you are meeting the right targets, um, or sorry, the right criteria for your packaging materials, but you don't know where to start. Or you're somebody that just is looking to design for a brand and don't understand what APCO is, don't understand who the Australian Institute of Packaging is, don't understand what the prep tool is, don't understand what the Australasian Recycling Label does for our communities. I um, Obviously, I was at the um, uh, AWRE Summit with you and Sally Williams made a perfect comment, which sums it up. At the end of the day, when products are taken from the shelves, the brand is giving the responsibility to the consumer and it is our responsibility to make sure they understand what they do with it when they get home in their own environment. So that's why this platform is such an exciting thing and an innovative project for the industry as a whole. So I'm glad to to be able to produce this for the business in collaboration with our team members and also the industry at large. Yeah, well, it will be interesting to see what the response is and who makes the most use of that platform Um, because, of course, you know, as PKN, we have a news platform, we have our own information platforms, but the more information that is out there, the more dialogue that we can create, the more responsible we can make um, brand owners in terms of what they're delivering to that consumer, um, that will have the great greater participation 
and uh, knowledge and, you know, Knowledge is power, Zadie, as <laughs> as you and I both know. We talk about yeah. it all the time. <laughs> we do For talk about it all the time. people to make informed decisions. I think that's that's the crucial thing. There can never be too much information out there, as long as it's the right type of information. And I know that um, the way you've gone about setting this up uh, is, is certainly very thorough and comprehensive. So I'm really looking forward to that launch, and uh, we'll be the first to announce it, I'm hoping. <laughs> certainly. But, okay, moving on from that. But talking of platforms, important platforms. Now, I know you feel as passionately as I do about this. One of the things that's coming up, and you'll be participating in that, um, is women in packaging. Okay, so we, you and I have just attended last week a women in print event, and women in print is very, very far off the ground. Women in packaging, we've been running as PKN um, in association with various AIP events. This time for the um, first year or the first event this time, we're running it in on the 10th of November in Melbourne as a full-on sit-down lunch with a, a whole afternoon's forum. And I'm super excited about that. But I often get asked the question, um, well, why women in packaging? So I thought I'd pose that question to you. Why do you think this is so important, Zadie? I think just like women in print, but women in packaging, the one thing moving into this space I have been felt, I felt as so empowered and welcomed by the packaging community. And there is such a great um, percentage of women in this particular sector. Now, not only for women as a whole in any kind of business uh, uh, industry or whatever it is, it's around sharing what your voice and creating space for yourself in any kind of community. And I think the Women in Packaging is something that is a platform to allow uh, the industry to come together and understand through different lenses because there's a psychology between a man and a woman at the end of the day. There's, I mean, that's that can't be disputed. What I feel, men and women bring different things to a platform for the benefit of the key outcome and the, and, the, and the singular goal. And having women in packaging platform allows women to come together, firstly, to collaborate, celebrate and communicate in a way that potentially could enhance people's careers, could enhance the industry as a whole. And at the end of the day, it's about showing leadership in the first and foremost position where women that are in women in packaging at the moment will be able to be the inspiration for future generations of younger women to come in to the industry and look at it as something that is not only empowering to create and be part of change at a level of, um, you know, the economy, the planet, the industry as a whole. So I feel like it's something that allows accountability through different lenses, but I really believe it's about a, a stronger voice together and collaborating and making sure we're able to communicate whatever findings, whatever information we get through keynote speakers and go back to our communities, go back to our teams, go back to our industry and share that knowledge. I think that whole aspect of um, the mentorship uh, that's possible as a result of this kind of a networking event um, where, as you said, younger women and men because everyone is invited it is an inclusive event but it is this is an opportunity for women to have voices uh that i'm trying to create here promote through pkn um and 
but just for to to gain that sort of insight into how other people work, we're going to be hearing from people who've started their own businesses from scratch and who've gone through challenges of setting that up and and are forging their path in sustainability to other people who are working in corporate but are uh, using their voice to make things better for educating women in their groups or and other people working on industry associations who who are also working really hard to educate, empower, and channel the energies together to drive sustainability forward. So our theme is going to be champions of change, women walking the talk. And I think we're going to have some exciting conversations on the day, Zadie. I agree. <laughs> so I'm really pleased that you're going to be part of that. Thank you for the invitation. And I just want to step into that, um, what we're just saying there. It's the continued conversation that needs to be had, regardless of where the platform is coming from. It's going to benefit the industry as a whole and channeling what you're doing. I, I applaud you for putting this uh, event together because I'm so excited to be part of it. Thank well, you. Well, that's great. And so we're going to end it on that note. We're looking forward to that conversation. This podcast will come out ahead of that event. And um, Zadie, thank you very much for your time and for your insights today. I appreciate you including me and I love talking to you always. So thanks, Lindy. Well, thanks, Sadie. Thanks, Lindy. And of course, thanks to our audience for joining us again today. Don't forget, if you enjoyed what you've heard, you can like us on iTunes as this helps others discover our show. We'll be back in the not too distant future with another informative discussion. But until then, have a great day. The PKN Podcast is produced by Southern Skies Media on behalf of PKN Packaging News, owned and published by Yaffa Media. The views of the people featured on this podcast do not necessarily represent those of PKN Packaging News, Yaffa Media, or the guest's employer. The contents are copyright by Yaffa Media. If you wish to use any of this podcast audio, please contact us via the website or send an email to editor at packagingnews.com.au. You can subscribe to this podcast via your preferred platform and read all the latest news on Australia's packaging industry at packagingnews.com.au. You've been listening to a Yappa Media Podcast. Southern Skies Media.